going to dance. We're going to dance. We're going to dance and have some fun. Dig. conversation that I had with Maureen Spiroff, mystic psychologist, Akashic reader, and just all around amazing person, writer. Um, You're going to enjoy this so much. And thankfully, she was able to give me so much time that it's going to be a two-parter. So, haha, you'll have to come back again and listen to the other half. But I mean, we really get into some fun stuff. So I hope you enjoy this. And Marie, thank you so much for coming on, for letting me into your heart and around your energy and to get to know you. And I I really appreciate you as a friend. I appreciate you as a peer and I appreciate you as the infinite being that you are, daughter of karma. So uh, without further ado, here is Marie. Welcome back, Galactic Groovers. This is Andrea Landry, Grooving Goddess, and I am so excited today to have with me my good friend and very talented, intuitive, and Akashic reader, Marie Spiroff. She is a mystic psychologist, and she has a website where you can find her at uh, mariespiroff.com. That's M-A-R-I-E-S-P-I-R-O-F-F. And uh, all those notes will be in show notes, but we wanted to make sure right at the top that you had that. And Marie, welcome. Thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you. I'm super happy to be here and to connect with you on this platform. Me too. Me too. Uh, to be honest, um, doing the podcast has been like the best social life I've ever had. <laughs> Even though a lot of times, you know, we've been isolated in ways. I really think that this has um, been such a gift uh, to I, a lot of us for sure. I agree. I think getting our voices out there is, is really prominent. We just talked about the voice coaching and the stage fright and all that mm-hmm, stuff um, mm-hmm. prior to, you know, hitting that red button. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I think that it's so prominent, especially now because our words carry such value and energy and high vibration that it's consoling to us and to Gaia and to the universe when we're speaking. I love that. I love that. And I do believe that. And, you know, words are spells, <laughs> you know, we call it spelling, literally. <laughs> I, love that. I don't think I ever made that connection. I always, yeah. I love, um, the four, the four agreements and it Mm -hmm. talks about words being white and black magic. So that's what I always go off of, but that is new. And I love that. I'm going to borrow that. Yes. Oh, go ahead. And gosh, I wish I could remember who I got it from because I, you know, of course it was something I saw somewhere. So if you are a person who listens, um, remind me that that was yours, (laughs) feel free to DM me. But yeah, I, when I heard that, I went, Oh yeah, duh, of course. Uh, Words are spells. And so our words do have power and our stories have power. And there's a tremendous amount of vibrational healing 
carried in the human voice, uh, especially when one is coming from a place of love and intention. And um, whether you're singing or speaking or however you're expressing yourself with sound um, has a huge impact on yourself and others. And we just keep growing all of that healing. So I know you've had a really, uh, you know, amazing awakening and origin story and the way things have developed for you. And so I thought maybe it would be great for my listeners to just um, kind of, you know, get the cliff notes of how you came to this uh, intuitive and Akashic work? Um, I came to it through a really abrupt kundalini awakening. Some people would refer to it kind of as a dark, but I don't see a dark or a light necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I chose to experience a lot of trauma in this lifetime. So that's about 20 years of compound trauma. And then all of a sudden in like, 2016, it just hit me like an anvil. I'd been awakening prior to, but unaware of it. Like you could see the stages now when you look back in retrospect and Mm -hmm. the advances that I was making. Um, And then I went into like one of those psychosis ones that was like pretty brutal, really abrupt voices all over the place. Every Claire was like heightened beyond through the moon. Um, I didn't know what was going on. I I didn't know if I was schizophrenic, multiple personality disorder. I didn't know there was just so much. And then um, I just rolled with it. I tried to get some diagnoses and I was denied every time. They were like, nope, you just have PTSD. So in the universe, and they were telling me like, you're never going to get a diagnosis. You're never going to get these. You can go in and tell a million doctors that that you hear voices and they're not, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, because that wasn't my path. It wasn't right. to be diagnosed like that. It was to withstand and keep pushing forward. So for about the past five years, um, I was in like a spiritual isolation, like a way, like every, everything changed about my life. All of my past friends um, still love them to this day, unconditional love. They did amazing things in my life. Um, but you know, it was time to move on. Plus mm-hmm. I was in active addiction. So um it was just over five years of psychosis at its height. And then it just started each year. It got a little easier and a little easier. And then in January, I woke up, uh, my brother had found Jessa on the, uh, Tim, uh, Tim, I can't remember his name podcast. Tim, the co- Dil- Tim Dillon. Dillon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. On the Tim Dillon podcast. And my brother has no, like my family knew what I was going through. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, he turned me on to that podcast episode and I listened to Jessa and then I started binging the Soberish pods. Mm -hmm. And then I listened to three episodes that said, um, karma is over karma. Uh And like, I heard it like in three different episodes and then I woke up and then like, I woke up even more was like, holy crap. Like the voices pretty much stopped everything that I was going through just like abruptly stopped because in my awakening, they revealed to me that I am the daughter of karma, which you and Mm -hmm. I talked about Mm -hmm. um, prior. Mm -hmm. And so whenever she was saying karma's over, karma's over, it like snaps me into the memory of I'm the daughter of karma, wake up now. Like, so I was Mm -hmm. like, and then all of the heaviness of the psychosis that was still lingering was just like lifted. Mm-hmm. And I felt this freedom and it was just like, holy crap, it's just gone. Like after, you know, yeah. years. Um, and then wow. they told me, uh, they told me I had full access to the Akashic records on the same day that my twin flame was coming home. Um, there was like a bunch of that day showed up a bunch of times. It was May 20th. Um, prior to that, I just, they told me everything that I could do. They were like into, cause I was going to take uh love Karen. Um, you and I've talked about her. She's uh-huh. amazing. Yep. Yep. And um, I was going to take her tarot class and they were like, don't do it. And I was mm-hmm. like, like, I don't know anything about tarot. They're like, just <laughs> read the cards. And so like, yeah. I just, I channel in my readings mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. more than anything. And so they were just like, they just led me through step-by-step. Step. Like, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. Um, and when I read, I just, I just started, uh, the connection was there. I've always been able to tell people like their futures, um, the cause and effect, all of that. Like, okay, if you choose this, 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 this is gonna, what's going to happen. If you choose this, 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 and this, and I've always been able to do that. And uh, the discernment and everything else, it's just, I just always thought it was just, you know, my kind heart, like, you know, just wanting the best, right. for people, which, is, right. which is still very much there, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize the expansion of what that power truly does. Yeah, I can 
so relate to that. And it's interesting. I'm going to have to go back and look through my posts and episodes in May because I'm pretty sure that around the same time I had, uh, and I mean, the journey's never over, but I had what I consider like my final expansion, my final access of my true origin, where I came from and um, what my energy is for, you know, what it is best suited for as far as the grid work and all of that. Um, but I can really relate to the, the card reading. Like that's, for me, they are like visual aids to explain to people what is coming through more so than, um, you know, actually specifically reading the cards, knowing the definitions and full meanings of each card. So I really relate to that, but it's, it's what an amazing story. I mean, I'm, I'm so happy and thrilled for you that you were able to hold on and get through that period of time because, um, you know, some people do have that kind of awakening. And I think there are so many people who wind up getting labeled as uh, seriously mentally ill when they're probably just going through that Kundalini awakening. Uh, I just interviewed a really cool lady named Barbara Love that you'll have to check out online. Um, she, uh, with Meow Podcast, it was an interview with Meow Podcast, but she talked about that as well, about how um, it's been like this long process for her and that she's had to just really, you know, roll with those times when she did feel uh, like she was in some kind of psychosis because she had a very similar experience where it was like she would she would initially go in and be thinking, um, oh, there's something really wrong with me. And then it just, it just never happened. So, but yeah, getting all of the instructions. And I mean, I can, I can relate to all of that so much because that's kind of what happened to me as well. Um, just with getting that final knowing and, uh, Similarly, um, you know, I would watch, I know you talked about I've been in the community longer and that I exude this um, confidence, which we talked about that I think a lot of that came from my uh, experience as an entertainer, but um, there were so many classes and workshops and sessions and things going on over the last year and a half, but my guidance, just a lot like yours, kept saying, no, you don't need to do that thing. Nope, that's not for you. That's not for you. And it kind of got to be a little frustrating. <laughs> because I'm like, I have been alone in this shit for 52 years. And I finally found a community. And now you're telling me not to participate in anything. <laughs> but I understand now, like you're saying with hindsight, that that was for a reason, because I was being, um, brought to different knowledge. And if I had distracted myself with all of those other things, I wouldn't have gotten to the place I'm at now. Um, so how long have you been doing the, I, you said you just recently got the access to the Akashic records, right? How has that been? Um, um that's been really great. It's probably like, I love doing any style of reading. Um, they're both very different, or at least what comes through a lot of times is different. The Akashic Records, though, it's just, especially like learning that there's 12 libraries altogether and that, you know, like there's different, it's absolutely amazing. I love being able to walk someone into the library, opening up their chapters and the stuff that falls out of it is it can just be so phenomenal. Um, there was one that I did just recently and the energy of it and what transpired from it um, is information about how the galactic federations like created us and how basically like how we're created from the 22, diff 22 different ones and mm -hmm. how like they are basically creating these these uh gen genetic spiritual you know not mutations but like they're trying to figure out races and you know that develop certain forms of consciousness you know what I mean mm -hmm. like and mm -hmm. so they're figuring out which ones will 
harmonize peace more naturally together. Mm -hmm. So this woman, she, she was dreaming that she was, you know, with babies at night, but they were, you know, like maybe half reptilian and half something else. And that she was in the nursery with these babies figuring out how, you know what I mean? Like taking care of them as they were, as they were, you know, making these new, um, like the Nihaws, um, which are Mm -hmm. human race more, you know, just in the future, um, are in a higher dimension and density. They, they came back in time to create the reptilian um hybrid so the reptilian Ah. like human hybrid and so it's like that and you know and she was she's in the nursery like dreaming about it and she's like I don't know what this is about and we delved into it and it was like you are you're studying the scientific aspect of these genome genetic you know combinations and mutations that all the the galaxies are voluntarily contributing to you know working together in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and it's to eventually um, find that like perfect in a sense, you know what I mean? Like not perfect, but like other ways that people go about finding or planets and creations find ascension, like what right. routes, like the different, the different ways. Um, right. And at a uh, less destructive path. Mm-hmm. That completely resonates. Uh, Serafina and I, quite a while ago, we had a swap cast with her podcast of mine where we talked about Muntaka, the Orion Wars, some of the history of our, you know, galaxy in particular, and how um, this, this Earth experiment is to teach us how to get along with each other and develop that higher consciousness like you're talking about where we can be um, a sovereign embodied, you know, fully embodied individual while also having that unity consciousness so that we can learn to get along with each other because, um, you know, on a galactic level, there some shit went down. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. And that's what, I don't know if you, um, I don't know if you happened to see my post in the AOD the other day, but what it was, was um, I was watching one of the extra dimensional shows on Gaia and it was episode mm-hmm. 19. And um, I just started receiving this, like the, the knowledge, like the, I understood it. Like once it was like uncovered in my mind, it was like, oh, duh, that makes sense. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> but that the tarot deck is their story. It's the oh, galactic. Oh yeah, I saw that. Okay. Saw yeah. That. And that coincides exactly with mm-hmm. what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, they've grown and they've harmonized and they've come together for this project that we mm-hmm. are the creation of, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we're mm-hmm. supposed, like we're made up of 22 federations that have been to war with each other and yeah. have, you know what I mean? Like all of these things. And so we, we're like all of their children. And we mm-hmm. help. So like, I mean, what, what brings people to, more together than children? You know what I mean? Right. Like, because you want to, you want to be a good influence. You want to be a positive role model. And even the ones that tried to control us with fear and manipulation and things like that, a lot of the reptilians have been ascending because they have changed and wanted to step further into the light instead of the shadow and, you know, their own self-serving purposes and, you know, so now they're yeah. more universe serving. Yeah, that um, that is so cool that those things tie together. And we find this a lot. And I know that's part of the reason that um, we've enjoyed each other's energy and getting to know each other better so much is that we do find a lot of congruence in those, those things and those ideas. Um, I, the first time that I actually embodied because before I embodied, I was just a light being and could go wherever I wanted to, um, that goddess consciousness. Uh, but I, the first time I embodied, it was on Mintaka. And so I was, you know, part of this society that is pretty much all unity consciousness. <laughs> and they just live in a state of perpetual co-creation where they use the art medium of the universe, the Akasha source energy to create. Uh, and so all everything on their on their planet uh, has, has a life and a, um, a consciousness to it and is all connected, including even the water um, that they can live in or out of. Uh, So what wound up happening is that while I was there, it was in the middle of that Orion Wars thing. And so 
um, in order to protect the higher dimensional consciousness of that planet, half the Mintakans um, left and came to earth. And then the other half stayed on the planet uh, and made it look as if it had been, you know, like it had just gone kablue, but it was still there just in a higher dimension. And so basically they were hiding their own thing, but then that left all of these people down here on, like a lot of Mintakins wound up here. Um, and those are the people who are a large part of this recent awakening because they do have such um, harmony they have such unity consciousness and um, a real grasp on that unconditional love frequency. But um, the Akashic Library, this is something that I have been dying to talk to someone about who does uh, Ak Akashic readings because what came through for me in May with my deep knowing and understanding my origin story was that um, the I am embodying um, the goddess Nemesin on this planet, who is the mother of the muses and um, also is memory, uh, all the knowledge. And before I got that piece of it, what they were telling me was, I, I had a couple of instances where I was in, in um, meditations where it was like that, you know, the, the facilitator was uh, walking us into the Akashic records, into the library and to go look at our stuff, right? And so I am in this and at the same time, you know, my guides, my channel, they're, they're coming in and they're like, okay, I want you to know, you know, we're telling you, nobody else can hear what's going on. They're not going to know what's happening. This is just for you, but we are showing you right now that you are the library. I know you've been waiting your whole life for the Patreon community that is just for you. My Xanadu Patreon, my Xanadu Collective is there and ready to accept you in and support you in your expansion and your grid work. It is hard for me to do anything comedic, which I have to be fake serious. But for real though, the Patreon is so much fun and come join the party. You can also book any of my available services, some which I haven't even put on the menu yet because I don't know what to call them. I'm your one-stop shop for readings, energy work, uh, animal communication, mediumship, and anchoring of your consciousness. So I even do academic tutoring. So if I can be of service to you or you want to join the Patreon, that is where you get the most bang for your buck because you can get a reading every month if you join at the VIP tier and I'm always running specials each month for bonuses for when you join at any tier. So head on over to my link tree and check out my Patreon, my services on Square, and my other podcasts as well. I am providing you with as much entertainment and love and resources and fun as I have in me, and I appreciate my patrons more than they know. I thank them on the daily and I would love to be thanking you on the daily. So if you would like to support the podcast, that is a great way to do it by joining the Patreon. Much love. And if I can be of service to you in a private reading, book that at my Square Booking site through the link tree. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. Now back to that interview. You are the library. And when they told me that, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about that I'm the library? Uh, and so when I had that experience, um, I, the people who, the other people who were in the meditation, they were basically 
walking around in my consciousness, in my energy. And they didn't know that, but I knew that. And it was the first time that I was consciously aware of it. And um, so, so since then, I've been so fascinated about, because it's obviously I'm not thinking about this all the time or feeling it all the time. It's just sort of a beingness. And I, uh, I love the idea that there are 12 libraries because that means now I want to go find the other libraries. Where are my other libraries at? But um, it made so much sense, uh, not only because of, you know, the goddess Nemesin being the, the keeper of memory and knowledge, but also um, my whole life, you know, even when I was a kid, I would just go anywhere and people would stop and talk to me. And it was almost like they were downloading their consciousness through me, you know? And um, so like, what do you think about all that? <laughs> um, like, reader, because I've, I've I not really it. gotten to talk to anybody about it. I love that you just got that full on that they're like, you're an infinite being and you have access to everything that you could ever imagine. You know what I mean? Like, and you can give that to other people because you have the heart and the soul to do it. It's like, um, I traded readings and did an energy exchange with someone recently, um, midsummer, I would say, and she's someone that we both love and adore in the group. Um, mm -hmm. and she, um, and they told me like going into this reading that I was going to give her full access to the Akashic records. Mm -hmm. So it's stuff that we can, like, you know what I mean? Like we can give, mm -hmm. like we can, we have the ability to open those portals in each other's consciousness. Um, so for you, it's just, you have that knowledge, not to mention that you're the, like the, the muse of, you know, the, the mother of the muses, but I bet your relationship with water is like superb. And oh, like, yeah. <laughs> that's where all the memory is stored mm -hmm. is in crystal liquid, liquidization that runs through all the realms. And that is where the, what, you know, the water on earth and everything else. Um, but then also like whenever I would see before I really had access before they told me, cause I had never thought that I would read the records. Mm -hmm. I just like, I started to intuitively read the cards and I was like, Oh, this is really cool. And then I actually had my record read. Um, and then afterwards I was, uh, doing a, uh, a Vedic reading. I, I was having it done and they said, ask five questions. And then all of a sudden they were like, ask if you will, if you'll ever read a Kashic record. And I was like, oh, what? I was like, why would I ask that? And they were like, just ask it. And I was like, all right. And then the response was, you will be, you will have full access to the records from this date to this date, because it serves, it fulfills a certain purpose. Everybody that I'm going to meet, that's going to come seek this reading from me is going to, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. it just goes back to playing that we're that infinite being that mm -hmm. we, if we choose to have access to it, and if that's what we chose for this incarnation, which is something that you've chosen with the memory and getting to know Gaia and sharing the relationship with Gaia and broadening everybody's understanding and knowledge and wisdom on how Gaia is a conscious being and how mm -hmm. Gaia like supports us. And we were doing our best now and trying harder and harder to support her and how, um, and how the memory of that, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. the, it just, there's probably so much on your aspect, especially like that, that, um, and I don't know where the 12, I wondered if the 12 libraries were the 12 dimensions or if they're like separated by um, like earth, water, air, you know what I mean? Like that kind of right, concept. Right, right. Um, it could be elements. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I love the the crystalline water thing really resonates uh, tremendously with me as well. Um, one of the things I started talking about with a friend of mine last year was that it the sentient ocean that when I go into that liminal space, that to me, it feels like the water on Mentaka where you are communing with that, that, you know, like you're talking about the liquid crystalline, uh, that water, it, you can, it's like you have access to everything. Like you're literally swimming in all that is. And, um, I love that. I love that idea. <laughs> and I, yes, I'm very connected to water. Uh, always have been since I, I was got little. that um, from the Jane 108 sacred geometry. He does mm -hmm. like those free one hours and he did ones on crystals. And he was talking about how 
we are made up of crystals. Our pineal gland is liquid crystal. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And so I've just kind of expanded it from there. Um, and then I think like the rounds of awakenings that we're in, like, and so they discussed like there is a hierarchy when it comes to it. And the hierarchy is that everybody appreciates and accepts their place and everybody can rise in ascension no matter what their role is. But, you know, some people are on the council of light. Some people choose to be over here. It's like, you know, right. everybody serves their purpose sure. and they don't look down upon each other. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not like a hierarchy of I'm better than you. It's just, yeah. okay, this is, this is how you rise. This is where, you know, the, the setting the example so people can follow and so on and so forth. Um, Oh man, I feel like I went way too far down the rabbit hole. Um, no, no, you're good. Okay, bring me back. What were we Crystals, talking about? Crystals, Jane 108. Yes. yes. Okay. The yes. Water, okay. the sentient ocean. Oh, the knowledge um, yeah. of, so in that knowledge is, oh, us awakening. So the collective that's awakening right now, we're like those infinite beings that have come from the council of light and that have mm -hmm. reincarnated, um, you know, as goddesses and from Mentaka and from like ancient Arcturians. Like there are different, or ancient Pleiadians. There are different, colonizations mm -hmm. and collectives because some are ancient and some are just Pleiadians and Arcturians. Right. Um, and so I think that basically like us who are awakening are those that we we're more um, in touch with the infinite being side of ourselves. And that's why we're kind of that first layer of awakening. And then mm -hmm. everybody, you know what I mean? Like then other, yeah. then we're supposed to help the rest rise behind us and mm -hmm. bring them forth. And so I think that goes through like us having that knowledge of that infinite knowledge. And so you have access to that because you've lived those lives. You've been on Mentaka, you've seen the earth before formed mm -hmm. and you know the cleansings you you have all of that knowledge to be able to give you have the universal knowledge because in reality you are not a three the third dimensional being you know mm -hmm. what I mean like you could be a ninth or an 11th dimensional being you know what I mean something like that right. I don't know why those numbers are coming up um, automatically but <laughs> you know so that goes to show if you're a ninth or an 11th dimensional being you know pretty much everything mm -hmm. like so of course like yeah you have the records you've, you've, you've helped write those records. Like, so yeah. And which, which is, they've shown me that I have too, as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's something that as people awaken more and more, um, especially being in the arts. So that's like related to literature, which is like me being a writer. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it comes down to the elements and the ways of being of service. Like, so Salik science, like the Schumann resonance, that's all you. I'm not really good at science. Like, uh, <laughs> please take that all day. I will, yes, please go, 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 go. Um, but like when it comes to like the psychological, the mystic psychology, you know what I mean? Like that's mm -hmm. my avenue. But mm -hmm. each of those stems from the knowledge of the universe and yeah. the hermetics and things like that. And so I think that, I think that the Akashic records are just, it's everything that we need to know um, and everything that we have access to. But I absolutely love your story of that meditation. That's just such a beautiful, like, you know, everything, you know what I mean? Like, you know, everything yeah. you need to know and everything that can help every person that's going to come across you. Um, wow. Yeah. When you put it that way, it's really really intense and it, it goes along with something uh I'm gonna be revamping my my menu of intuitive services because I I do a lot of different things I do animal communication I do mediumship I do readings I do all of that but what I have figured out recently um and part of that came from because my mom has mild dementia now and uh you know so I'm taking care of a lot of things for her and with her and one of the things it was funny. She said it to me and then two or three other people said it to me on the same day. Whenever that happens, I'm like, okay, well, I will pay attention to that information. Of course. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and like I was telling you, you know, I've always been that person who, even when I was a kid where people would just come and sit and talk to me. Um, and so what my mom said is that I bring her back into herself. When she's having a day where, you know, she feels more, more confused, her memory is giving her a harder time. She can call me and talk with me for a little bit. And, she, you know, it's exactly how she put it. You bring me back into myself. And then I had a few other people tell me the same thing. So what I'm going to be doing is uh, uh, offering 
anchoring of consciousness. I had this realization the other day that I think part of the reason um, all of us want to, especially once you get on that ascension journey in that path, why it's so hard for people to just get in their body and stay there is that we are still, we're seeking, we're seeking all those pieces of our consciousness and our origin story and our history that we don't immediately have access to. And that keeps pulling us out of our body. So uh, I'm hoping that these conscious anchoring uh, sessions, which will just be like 15, 20 minutes, it doesn't need to be a long process, will help people, you know, download enough of their information uh, sort of organically without specifics necessarily so that they can stay in their body and um, stop having that pull all the time. Um, I love that. Um, I, what I'm getting, as you're saying that, especially in the beginning was that, um, you are so much, you are earth, you are Gaia, you are earth and water energy, like something in you. I'm sure you probably have, you know, all the elements on some layers, but those two, those two elements are very, um, grounded in you to the point where it's like, so when someone like me, who really, really fluctuates well with the fire element because of the alchemy and the transformation, mm -hmm. um, that can make people feel manic and, you know, they, they have to experience all of those emotions and they sometimes don't know which way to go. And, um, you know, things like that. And like, so being able to turn to someone that has the grounding into the earth and the grounding into the water of that conscious memory and that information helps them be like, okay, this is refining me. This is for a reason. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can come back into myself instead of wanting to run away because that's a lot of things. That's what we struggle with still yeah. is that we, you, you, you said it, you know, like we're seeking you know, these things for our consciousness, but we still have a tendency to seek outside of ourselves and not be aware that that is exactly what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to get somebody to see that. You can't just be like, well, you're looking for it in this because if they're not ready to see it, they'll make those right. excuses. So instead it's really about that service that you're ready to offer because just being able, okay, they're not ready to see that, but let me bring in this earth and this, in this water, you know, energy mm -hmm. that I, you know, can combat it with and ground them into it. And because that grounding is what's going to help them get to the stage where they can see, oh, okay. So every single time that I was running off to the store, it was really me avoiding sitting by myself, which is me. I didn't want to see it. And then I didn't know how to change it when I did see it. And I'm mm -hmm. still, I still, you know what I mean? Like credit card debt over here because of that. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, like it's, it's a learning lesson, of course it's an experience, but there's so many, like if you had told like it, when people were telling me, like I had bad spending habits, like my family and stuff, I'd just be like, I'd make up excuses. You know what I mean? Cause I sure. wasn't ready yet. Mm -hmm. Um, and now if I, had had more of, okay, well, let me get into the grounding more. But it was like, I was in that, you know what I mean? Like you're bringing something to the table that really helps soften fear. Ah, uh, is what I it love is. that. It, it I love softens. that because that's really what, you know, I'm trying to do. It's not asking them to change yeah. their behavior. It's not asking them to blame themselves or do something differently. It's just asking them to sit and be in mm -hmm. an element and ground themselves. It's it's not, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and it's a healthy thing to do. It's not saying yeah. you should do this or, you know, da, 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 da. Like it's giving them their time and giving them a healthy reprieve with the assistance of combined energy. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. that gives them that more intuition because then your brainwaves connect, just like we talked about with your confidence. Like right. I had no idea that you were someone that did a voice coaching or any of that stuff. And, you know, looking at you with the confidence that you have that we've discussed, I like, I was, I gravitated to you because of your confidence. You know what I mean? And here mm -hmm. you are teaching me confidence with my interview last night with, you know, mm -hmm. just in the way I'm approaching it. I had no idea that that is coming from you. And that's what you've been bringing to the collective on top of just the, and I don't want to call it surface stuff, but just the stuff that you're presenting on the surface, like the shooting right. and things like that. Like you go so much deeper than that. And it's like, we don't even realize that we're bringing that with us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm stealthy. <laughs> yes. Very much so. Yes. Yes. But in the best way and healthiest way possible, I couldn't be more grateful. Oh, well, thank you so much. I mean, it, it truly, 
that's that's what I've always wanted to give people. When I was not doing any of this blue stuff and I was still more in the closet for a variety of reasons, my husband at the time, um, the community that I live in and kind of having to be uh, a little more mainstream for various reasons for a while, um, you know, as a voice coach, uh, my, my slogan, my little, you know, mission statement was, let me help you find your voice. Oh, I love that. And um, so I love that my presence is having that effect on others. And it, it makes me so happy to know that um, because, you know, it is uh, words have so much power. Uh, they really see, do. Um, not to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. I see a connection that I think is for you to identify, but there's a huge connection and a way that you can spin that. Let me help you find your voice to the, let me help you find your grounding. Let me help you feel mm-hmm. like there, I see there's, it's, it's entangled yeah. and it's, it, but I mean, it's, it's just, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, it's going to be revealed. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for that. Cause I, that probably wouldn't have come out if we weren't having this conversation. So I love that as always, everything um, works out perfectly. So you're a writer. How long have you had this love of writing and been expressing yourself that way? Uh, my whole life. I love it. It's like the one thing that I was really drawn to as a kid. I was an avid reader. They had the accelerated reader program where you had to like mm-hmm. take tests on all the books and me and this girl, Stephanie Argus, um, battled for first place every year <laughs> through elementary school. And she beat me the last year of gra- like graduating sixth grade by like a hundred points. Like, I guess she snuck in and took a test that morning. And I was like, no, but I um, love that. <laughs> I was such, and I wrote poetry. I wrote uh, lyrics. I wanted to be a songwriter. And then um, I had a lot of stuff happen in life. And like my first, everybody dreams of, I wanted to be a Ninja Turtle, you know, like all those mm-hmm. really cool things. Right. Um, and then my first real job that I wanted to do, I wanted to be a journalist. And I remember still to this day, that very vivid memory of the realization and being like, I want to expose the truth. I want to expose the truth that frees people that, you know what I mean? Like helps them from the confines of whatever politics, whatever it is. Um, right. because of course that was the focus at the time. I can't remember who was in office. Um, and my, <laughs> my dad, my second dad, my stepdad, uh, cause I have two, they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, from my mom's second marriage. Uh, and so I always feel like I have to reiterate that they're not you know, gay that they're, you know, right. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Really <laughs> it doesn't does. matter if they were, but right, I feel but like, you know, days, like, it, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, exactly. But I just, that way, nobody think, Oh, well, okay. Either way it would be yeah. acceptable and loving and fine. They're <laughs> yeah. both wonderful. Yeah. But, um, I had this wonderful, it's this memory that's ingrained that it's like, I want to be a writer. I want to write the truth that frees society and frees people from the confines of the lying politicians, the e- ego, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is when I was like 12. And it was like, you know, like super (laughs) awesome. And I loved it. And then um, all my life, like with the trauma and everything like that, all I regretted was not being able to do college and be a journalist. And through the psychosis and the awakening, like they kind of tapped me on my shoulder and they showed me that memory. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I remember that. And they were like, this is what you write. Ah. And so they were like everything that I've experienced and even my, my heart, just like, I could just feel the light radiating through my chest right now. This mm-hmm. is what you write is the experience of going to war with consciousness. Pretty much like when my mm-hmm. dad passed away, when I was 10, my immediately, my immediate decision was anger that my dad did not take me with him and that God oh. took my dad from me and that he, you know what I mean? Like, why did you leave me here? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I went to war and like was super self-destructive and, um, basically living to die. And, um, so, and then trauma after trauma happened and just stacked on and, uh, they would, it, then it was coming out of that. You know what I mean? So it's all about Mm -hmm. the experience and just that tap, that tap of that memory and them saying, this is what you get to truly write. This is what frees people. Mm -hmm. And they're right. Like we're freeing people and each one of our stories contributes to that in a magical mystifying, magnificent way. Um, I haven't started the book yet. Um, I still dabble with the auto writing. The channeled poetry is, I love doing that. Um, Mm -hmm. because it's usually pretty personal for the person. Um, and it's usually sometimes a lot of times messages that I don't understand. I'm like, this makes no sense to me. So have fun with that. (laughs) Um, and then they come back like a week or two later and they're like, holy crap, this is mind blowing. So I'm like, yay. 
I, I'm, and then they explained it to me and I'm like, oh my God, that's so amazing. Yeah. I never would have got that. Um, but, uh, but my twin flame is a huge part of my story and he is still coming. He's just starting to come into like spirituality. Um, mm-hmm. And he respects mine. He loves mine. He finds mine very interesting, but we all grow at our own pace. Sure. He, he was incarcerated for four years prior to mm-hmm. like, that's how, that's how he got clean. That's how I got clean was because of what happened with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while I had the four years to grow and recover and find this, you know, this psychosis <laughs> awakening <Yeah>. and spirituality, <laughs> uh-huh. He had a lot of limitations being incarcerated, so he didn't have the same liberties. Um, Now, through the work that I've done and us being telepathically connected, we could hear each other, um, Mm -hmm. but he still doesn't quite understand that that's what it was. Um, It's not that he doesn't understand. It's like he's still... He's looking for that tangible evidence, right? Um, you know what I mean. And so it's it's about letting him grow into it. So they've told me like in the next three years is when I'll pretty much write it, and that the book will become uh, very popular in twenty twenty seven. So that makes sense at the end of the seven years, right? So yeah, right. That so does make sense. That makes lot, so much sense. Yeah, a lot, a lot of going. Introducing a new collaborative podcast, Meow Podcast, M-E-O-W-W, that's News, Elf, Oracle, Witch, and Wizard, a panel discussion on YouTube amongst people of different disciplines talking all things woo to help you along your personal ascension, expansion, spiritual journey it's not a vibe it's a frequency check out meow podcast on youtube and you can get us at the meow pod at gmail.com if you would like to be a guest on the pod please give us an email otherwise go check us out today on meow podcast it's nothing but fun and a frequency of love Isn't that great? I bet you were chomping at the bit for episode two. Part two of this wonderful conversation with Marie will be out. Uh, you know, I just don't like to commit to days anymore. I was trying to explain to some uh, colleagues. We have a think tank in uh, AOE, Angel on Earth's Dragon Den, where we talk about new business stuff and just kind of brainstorm. Um, (laughs) and I was trying to explain my schedule (laughs) non-schedule because as a professional who books appointments that people need to know when you're available, you sort of have to commit to some hours, you know, you can't just always be up in the air, but I also know that I have to manage my energy accordingly. And so... I have available hours and then when I, you know, book what I know are going to be the max appointments that I can handle for that day, I fill in the other time slots with downtime immediately because it is best for me and best for you that I don't get overbooked because if I get overbooked, then I fall on my face and possibly my ass (laughs) and, uh, I'm not available for a while, so it is much better for me to work it that way, but at any rate, um, I think this will probably be out in about a week, maybe before then, maybe by the weekend. Um, I'll definitely get another episode out in between this one. (laughs) This is so a cast, just more of me talking to myself, can't you wait? that um but at any rate i promise it'll all be worth it and thanks for being here and thanks for listening and uh make sure you go follow marie everywhere i've put her information in the notes it's uh mystic psychologist on instagram and facebook and then um you can find her at her website mariespearoff.com so uh do let her know you know comment on the post when I share this maybe share an episode if you like it you know you know how to do this 
how to show your appreciation, but most of all, you know, it would just melt my already gooey heart. Join the Patreon. It's not just about grid work. <laughs> the Xanadu Collective. It's not just for grid workers anymore. This month we'll be doing the Xanadu Watch Party that we had to reschedule. And then I had an idea for something else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to do a cacao ceremony. But I feel like I need to give people time to get some cacao if they want. Oh, I just had an idea. I'll have to see how feasible that is before I drop it. Um, anyway, I am so excited for you to hear part two of this conversation. I'm excited to hear part two of this conversation because I haven't even listened to it yet. It will be fabulous, though. I can tell you that because it was great the first time. Uh... Let's fly in.